Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original in the order of release. Today we have a Netflix 168th film from 2019. It's the comedy Sex Toplets, directed by Michael Tides. It stars Marlon Wayans, Bresha Webb, Michael Ian Black, Molly Shannon and Glenn Turman. I'm Jesse and I'm here with MJ. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You would have been excused for just naming one person in the cast list this week. I would have allowed that. It's a very good point. Uh, some very clever <laughs> uh, trickery done in this film, um, which I'm sure we'll probably touch on very soon. I'm sure we will. We, I don't know. We, I don't know. I feel like that was had nothing to lead on from that. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You got Sorry, me. Mate. <laughs> oh man um we're, we're recording in the arvo usually we do it a little bit earlier um so brains are probably a little bit more fried than uh usual and if, if if that's not any excuse i'm sure this this conversation will fry our brains even more talking about this movie <laughs> there's a bit of a chance um well let's let's get into the fast flicks where we give our own little summary of what it's all about so what's sex toplets about for you well, fast flicks for me is always my elevator pitch that someone says to me, hey, MJ, what, what's this movie about? And I can't talk about this movie without literally calling out the uh, the main character or the main actor in the film. Um, so my fast flicks is Marlon Wayans plays every character uh, as a grown man discovers he's separated at birth from five, five other siblings. Yeah, it's same for me. A man awaiting the arrival of his own family sets out to find his long lost siblings. Very nice. Um, we we like to talk about how this arrived on our streaming platform, Netflix. So what, what can you tell us about this one? I didn't find too much, unfortunately. But basically, uh, a while back, we did a pod. would have been a while ago now when we did mm. the podcast on the movie Naked, um, which was Marlon Wayans starring Michael Tide's directing comedy on Netflix. Um, so basically, these guys have, have got a chance to, to have another crack with it. Let's make another comedy for, for Netflix. We, we talk so often about the comedies being such a great spot for this, these sort of streaming services, such an easy commitment from, a, from an audience member sitting on their couch. Um, and as we sort of seen as well in the last few years, pandemic aside, we've sort of been seeing the decline of comedies in, in the box office at theatres anyway. So it fits right. Makes sense why Netflix got on board from the very start. Marlon, Marlon Wayans, obviously a very... Familiar name for people. Everyone kind of knows his stuff to some extent. Wouldn't say he's a, an A-grader by any means, but um, you kind of know what you get with him. So um, the film went into production in sort of September, October, back in 2018 in Atlanta. That's basically all I can give you. And then it released in August 16, 2019. Um, seems like it was just a very non-event, the, uh, the production, which is a good story. <laughs> Yeah, I've only got a couple of uh, quotes, I guess, from um, weigh-ins when um, they're going around getting this one out to eyeballs. So I think he said that he was excited to be in business with Netflix yet again on another project, like you mentioned, with Naked that we have covered on this podcast already. Um, he said, I love how they embrace comedy and diversity. I'm looking forward to doing the thing I love most, which is comedy. Um, and I think that sort of leads on to, as we've sort of touched on, that um, Marlon Wayans plays these six uh, characters himself so they used a, a bit of uh, motion capture technology to to put him on the screen um, all at one time so from what I could see Marlon Wayans he'd get to work at 2am he'd be in makeup until 9am and then go to work 12 to 15 hours of shooting so he was having some absolutely huge days 
um, absolutely crazy. Um, and they'd shoot the one scene for a, a multiple day for multiple days. And, um, so, you know, three days for one character and then sort of move on. So it's almost doing that same scene over and over again, which is crazy. Um, and the, the quote here from the director was, um, the motion control, basically it was composing a shot. You work it out with the actors. So you get it perfect. And then once you do, you, you record and then you do it again, um, as if, there's no one else in the room and you know he had to get the timing right you had to get the same eye lines say his lines the dialogue um it's just crazy the the time and effort that would have had to be put in to make this one i guess yeah you've got to respect that and obviously when you're watching it um you know it's 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 hard not to try and find little bits and pieces because you, you literally see the same person on screen sometimes sometimes five or six times and you're just mm. like this just must have been incredible to um the film. I remember when we did the movie. Um, oh God, what was the the Stephen King book? Um, where she was chained to the bed. No, where she was chained. Oh, to the Gerald bed. Gerald's game. Gerald's game. Gerald's game. Because obviously, um, the lead actress in that kept having sort of flashbacks and was. Oh, hang on. It was the guy who kept appearing in the room and things like that. And they talked. No, it was her. Sorry. And they talked about how they had to almost get a get a secondary actress in to, to play so she had someone to look at, which would have been the same in this situation. I suppose the only thing that's positive about it is they could have shot a lot of scenes with a very small amount of cast availability. And I think a lot of the other lead characters that came on board or lead lead actors that came on board that weren't played by Marlon Wayans came on board really late in the piece. Like once they'd already, they got announced once they'd already started production. So I guess they could have just started shooting all the other scenes and then fill the blanks later on, but it would have been brutal. And yeah, hats off to, to the effort for, for everyone involved in this, particularly Marlon Wayans. Yes. Well, uh, this, this is the time where I like to look at some translations from around the world. So oh, yes. in, um, in Brazil, this was called six times confusing. Mm. Not too bad. In uh, Germany, it was just called one of six. Doesn't really give much context about anything else. Um, in Japan, it was called with a question mark at the end. Was I a sixth child? Ah, <laughs> yeah. the age-old question. Yeah. And then Russia. I don't know where this has come from, but in Russia, it was called gear wheels. Like... <laughs> Are we sure that's correct? Are we sure that I, someone I, has done a misprint in IMDb? gear wheels so um, I, <laughs> i'm not sure i'm not sure how that um they arrived with that but that's uh that's pretty classic uh, what can you tell us about the consensus for this one what are, what are people saying about it um well, first i will say i quite like the title sex tuplets i think it works i think it tells you what you want to do it's uh it, yeah i'm fine with it i'm not, I, we're normally a bit critical well, i'm normally a bit critical on titles because i can be but uh sex tuplet it sticks to me um <laughs> consensus isn't great um, it's four 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 point five out of ten on IMDb off just over eight thousand ratings, which not a bad result to be frank. I mean, this is the kind of movie that is going to get a lot of. Uh, you're either going to really like it, and you, this movie is either for you or or you hate it, and that's kind of the way to look at it. And, and those scores reflect that. And I think Letterboxd is one point eight out of five, which is very very low, um, just over four thousand ratings. And I actually had a look. The most common rating that it got on Letterboxd was 0.5 stars. That was what the most people gave it. And don't get me wrong, there was, there was you know, about 100 people or so, a couple of hundred people that gave it five stars, which is, you know, people having a bit of fun as well with it. But it didn't do very well. It's probably the best way to sum it up. Yep. Rotten Tomatoes, just saying the same thing. The critics, only 15 reviews, but sits at 20%. Um, 
and the audience is on 35% and that's on a bit over 50. So again, uh, very negative from uh, all around realistically. So that um, means there were three or four critics who liked it and that surprises me in itself. It's true. It's a good pickup, isn't it? If yeah, if, if it's not sitting on zero, then there's yeah, got to be some yeah. positivity in there somewhere. Good on them. What, what are your early thoughts on this one? <laughs> oh man, like, I really, I really wanted to like it. <laughs> I mean, like, I read the synopsis and I thought this, uh, obviously, knowing what it is, I read the synopsis, I'm like, this is going to work. This is, this is a fun, fun plot, a fun idea. I like, I like Marlon Wayans as much as, as much as the next person. I think I was probably the only one on the pod that liked Naked without loving it, but um, big scary movie fan. I think he's a funny guy. Um, but yeah, as, as sort of time kept elapsing in the film, I just I just wasn't into it, and I really I really tried to. But I mean, this movie was was pretty bad. Yeah, um, yeah. I've had a I've had a few rough weeks, and I thought I was going to hate this, but um, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it, and I had so many laughs that I struggled to cut out scenes that I really liked in this. So I'm on oh, board. I'm really glad. I'm really glad. I have to say, I didn't know that he played all the characters. So yeah. so. Um, actually, before we go any further, we um, we're going to spoil the film throughout this conversation. So if you do want to watch it, um, that you know what, this is probably one of the few films <laughs> that a spoiler wouldn't like. If you hear some spoilers, it's probably not going to ruin your experience too much. But either way, if you do want to watch it, you don't want spoilers, then, then turn off now and come back later on. But um, when when we first meet Russell, I was like, do I know this guy? And I'm looking at him. I'm like, God, he's he's familiar. <laughs> like, and then I'm like is it a guy wearing a fat suit or is it just a fat guy? And then it kind of clicked with me. I'm like, actually, that's actually him. And then all of the gags about, oh, we look the same and stuff. Okay. Like, but I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't either. And then you knew it was yeah. happening. So Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. It took me a little bit into Russell going, this is this is looking like him. And then obviously as the other, you introduce the others, you're like, oh, he's doing them all. So um, Yeah, that is fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, talk about some characters in this one. Obviously, probably uh, hitting up there with Alan maybe to start off with. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I what, what, like. There's not a lot of character depth in this film. Alan, Alan, to me, was fine. He kind of for this movie to work, he needs to be as normal as possible, so that the others kind of stand out around him. And and he was, he was normal. He was likable. He kind of had himself together, but he also, you know, wanted a family. So there was always that level of I might put myself through a little bit more than the average person would, <laughs> and it kind of worked. But I mean, he's certainly not a not a standout character that uh, that you need to dissect too much. I don't think. I think you've said that perfectly. In that, for the other five characters and their wacky and craziness to work, you needed him to be that sort of down to earth character. And I think that they did that well through that idea of you know being a, a soon to be father and, and the struggles with his own identity because he didn't know his own family. And um, mm. you know they they keep harking on about he doesn't want the same thing for his own kids but he's putting himself at risk of, of being that because he's not devoting enough time to um to to his wife and his soon to be child but more tracing the, the roots of his, his own family and i think that they did a, a good job in setting that up in having his wife as the complete opposite um being you know coming from a good family the dad's the judge being this fatherly figure that you know doesn't approve of of his daughter's mm. daughter's partner and you know doesn't want to have to owe this guy anything so i think the setup with him was quite okay and also the fact that the setup for him and I guess the plot wasn't um, it wasn't to 
difficult. They didn't bother wasting time on it. They're basically like, we're having a kid. We're showing you my medical history. I can find it out and I'm going to go. And I was like, cool. I don't need you to screw yep. around with why we've got to do this. I know what this film is. Let's just go with it. And they didn't mess around at all. They just went into it. And I, I like that too. Yes. It could have really brought the start down if you had half an hour of all this background that you didn't need. So, yeah. yeah. Good point. All right. Who have, you, who have you got next? I've got Russell next. And, and for me, Russell was too dislikable at the start. And I actually found that he got funnier for me when he became a bit nicer. Um, because I could laugh at him a little bit more rather than being like, you're an asshole, stop being an asshole. Um, and I'd like, uh, I'm not going to dissect more, obviously. They don't bother going into why Russell's, you know, basically agoraphobic and still just watches TV and eats cereal all day. But, um, yeah, I mean, I got to a point where I thought Russell was pretty funny because at the start I'm like, I don't know, I want this to be like a buddy, a buddy road trip thing because I'm not buying this guy too much. But he was all right by the end. I, um, I think I, yeah, the, to start off with, I was a bit confused as to what was going on, but yeah, I, think I, I, I started off and I think that they needed him to be this, this stereotype. You needed the idea of obesity and you needed that idea of loving TV and cereal because it led, leads to a lot of those jokes throughout, which we probably see in a lot of Wayne's comedy where you've got that, um, that comedic element that they keep repeating. So I think with that character, they needed those in there and, um, you know, the, the idea of not knowing how to drive as well, these traits that they give him all, all work pretty well. Um, and then they needed that at the start with him to set them up to make them funny later on, I guess. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Did you want to talk about any of the other siblings? I want to talk about Dawn because Dawn was my favourite. Um, I actually thought he got this one pretty right. I think just like she was obviously massively over the top, but I just really bought into that energy. And I got, you just get the feeling that he had a lot of fun playing her. And I think that that comes off really well. So yeah, Dawn gets a big tick for me. Yeah, I, I think um, the idea of her being an exotic or a former exotic dancer um, just added to the, the ability for him to do a lot of physical humour with, with yeah. her as well. Um, and especially having her in a prison situation too, it, it leads that way. Like they're good little setups for these characters. Um, by having, you know, if you just had her as like a stay-at-home mum, a lot of that physical comedy is not going to work with her. So they made these smart choices along the way, I think. Yeah, and her ability to just explode at nothing um, <laughs> was really fun. Yeah, good. Any others? Uh, look, I, I've, I could say a line on all of them, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's, actually yeah. the one that I can't really is Ethan. I just, I can't really put my finger on him too much. Yeah, mind you, the character itself reminded me a little bit of... Um, shorty from from scary movie obviously <laughs> to look at initially because it's obviously a marlon wade's character um yeah i mean, yeah, i think i got not much, not much more to say about him he was fine he obviously was meant to be the villain at some point and then he turned really quickly and i guess that's that whole idea of family being there for you no matter what as long as support's there but yeah that's all i've got with Ethan. yeah that was a bit of a throw to um i'm oh, sorry you were talking more about jasper man no no ethan the um the um, the criminally type guy. Oh, so, sorry, they're um, both the, criminals. Like, yeah, that's what I, was like, I mean, yeah, because I was like, Ethan was Ethan the one that the one that stole his identity. Impersonates him. Yeah. So yeah, Ethan. Yeah. Like, um, I I thought that you know it was nice to see he had a little bit of heart towards the end and happy to you know take the fall for for Alan so he could be at the birth of his, his child. I guess. Um, yeah. I, when you were talking, I was like, oh, this could almost be Jasper as well because yeah, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the the villain guy as well who 
just sort of is added it at the end for nothing. <laughs> Jasper for me is is when this it just went too far. Like he's just like this worldwide criminal who's got like red hair and buck teeth. <laughs> it's like how can we make this as ridiculous as possible? And they and they just went there. That's that's all you can really say about him. Um, I'm probably just going to put in here too. Um, Alan's boss, um, I think it was Marie. Um, Linda? Linda. I think Marie was his wife. Linda, Linda, sorry, Marie was the wife, Linda. Um, woeful, not funny. The boss, she was just, mm. I just hated those two scenes with her. thought they were woeful. Mm. I'll mm. agree with that one. Hmm. Good. All right. Um, the director, Michael Tides, anything that you wanted to include about him? Well, I think this is like his fifth movie with, with Marlon Wayans. Obviously, they did Naked Together. Haunted House one and two because they've got a sequel. Um, Fifty Shades of Black. So he's obviously very much tied to the Marlon Wayans humor, and they're obviously happy to work together and and keep making these kinds of movies. Yep, not much else to add. I think we probably said exactly the same thing when we did Naked a couple of years ago. <laughs> not much more. Yeah, to I should have checked in my notes yeah, for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about some scenes. What what did you enjoy in this? I feel like I didn't really laugh that much in this film, so I'm really looking forward to you talking about your scenes because I think I will laugh, you know, retrospectively. The only scene that I've actually got here at all, which is a scene that I did laugh in quite a lot, um, was just after it, uh, when they're at the service station and, and Dawn's, like, beating up those blocks. Um, and, you know, she just sort of yells out that she's riding shotgun. And I like sort of Russell's response, uh, sort of under his breath, like, yeah, you're a bully, Dawn. And then, and then she retorts with, you smell like belly button. I just, <laughs> and I know this was the humor throughout the whole film, but for some reason, those two lines really got me. Even like the way he delivered, you're a bully, Dawn. It was just like, so, it was so Russell, I guess. Um, yeah, that was funny. It was really funny scene. Good. Is that it? That, that was it, and it wasn't. It wasn't that I hated the film. It's just there was nothing where I was sitting there like, ah, oh, that's that's the one. I got to I got to put that one down. All right, I'll, I'll see if we can get some that might get a giggle. So, um, I thought. It's oh, you know, I'll laugh. I'll laugh with you. That's Good. for sure. Good, I'm glad. Um, I thought it started off well when they when Alan and his wife they rock up at her dad's place for the the barbecue, and he makes this joke about. Know, um, family being a it's like a Tyler Perry movie, which I was always like, I was just like, oh, I mean, that was that was a really clever joke. And then, you know, <laughs> I wasn't it wasn't even a laugh out loud one, but then the, the idea of the dad on the barbecue, like tossing that meat while he's having that conversation, just creating that fear in him of, of how he feels with the dad. I thought that was that was really well done. Um, yeah, the, yeah. I, Russell's first shot, like when he's behind that door and he's like saying, you know, I'm waiting for the Mork and Mindy VHS. I, just, I thought that was, that was funny. And, um, and then using his whistle for the stranger danger. <laughs> and I was, I was just like, Oh, who actually has one of these? And then like, when he walks inside and this is just related with me because of the, all the amount of rubbish that I've collected over the years, but he talks about, you know, <laughs> don't touch my TV guides. Cause they could be worth millions. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, ah, uh, maybe I just related I to ask Russell. you. Maybe you did. I look, I, I think you're a very different person to what Russell is. But I got to ask you: Had you had any beers prior to watching this movie? I know you don't mind a beer at night time. No, mm. no, nah, 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 no, no alcohol involved at all. Cool. This would be this would be a fun film to watch with people and beers. I'll give you that. Mm. So I just wanted to check and preface, but that's good to know. Yeah. No. Nah, um. When the when Alan and Russell are at the hotel and they start having that pillow fight and then Russell just smacks him so hard that he goes into the wall. I had a good laugh out loud at that one as well. 
On another day, I can hear you putting that in your bag. Yeah, I know. Too. So I'm I glad know, that you, I'm glad that you're in a good mood for this one. <laughs> Maybe last week's episodes just um, I was just like in need of something completely different. But uh, That's yeah, fair. Yep. there's a whole bunch in this that probably usually I'd be like that was the worst thing in the world, but I. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> Great, I'm glad. That's hey, that's that's movies, right? It's all about yeah. the context of how you watch them. And this is me, like I've cut down his list just then I've still got a couple more. Um <laughs> when um the when Russell and Alan are in the car and they're singing that different strokes theme song and Russell's like, Oh, puts me to sleep and the next shot his head's like hanging out the window while he's asleep. Uh, made me laugh. There's lots of you that make me laugh. Um, you liked Russell. Yeah, I did. The you mentioned the scene where Dawn uh, was losing it, that those the guys in the car park, just when she started doing the werewolf stuff. <laughs> uh, was, I don't know. I thought that was funny. Um, I did like that scene. That was a good scene. That was a good scene. Um, <laughs> Ethan, when he um, pretends to be Alan with, with his wife and, you know, she's talking about, we've got a breastfeeding class and he's like, you know, oh, I'm going to get an A in this, this subject. And, and then they get there and he's like, you know, sitting there in this class with these people. He's like, let's get to the titties, get the suckers out. And then he starts taking his phone out. And they're like, no photos. I just thought that was hilarious as well. Yeah, um, that, that was pretty good. And when, when they go and see baby Pete, sort of like this little shriveled up dude in the hospital bed. And then Dawn says, oh, you know, we could put his dead body on a keychain. <laughs> like, just a vivid, I was, I was like, oh, that was so funny. And um, last one jasper we spoke about jasper before but uh you know goes on about this rant about not fitting in as a kid and um like he was like little orphan annie with his red hair and and then he just finishes with the line i admit it was a hard knock life and i was just like ah <laughs> you got me that was good <laughs> <laughs> i like annie a good anyway yeah that's me done. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, there's a fair bit in this i, I giggled at so um yeah i'm glad yeah. what are some things you didn't like in it yeah again but not not much but uh I think you kind of touched on this before that scene with uh, Ethan and Linda when he's at the office and uh, just everything about that scene was purely awful. Like that was when I'm like, this movie is terrible. And that's when every now and then you see how Netflix gives the director kind of full ownership of a film. And it's the scenes like that, that you're like, someone would have pulled that up at some point and been like, this movie, this scene sucks. And so uh, that scene sucked. It just got nothing else for it. Um, yeah, and the other one I didn't really like was when they started singing the Rockford Files theme song, and they all had that big sing along. Uh, that went that went just too far. That joke. Fair enough. Yeah, I think if you're not fans of those TV shows, a few of those jokes and songs don't really mean much. Yeah, true. Yeah, and I guess the whole circumstances of what they were doing and where they were just, just didn't fit for me. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, yeah, I, I, I can mention all those, all those scenes with Linda. I think there are only two anyway, but they were just rubbish. Uh, the only mm. the only other thing that I didn't really like in this was the the bull scene. <laughs> they just wake up in the middle of the paddock and Russell's tried to milk this this bull for his cereal, <laughs> and then there's this huge CGI bull that looks absolutely ridiculous. I, I thought you know it's cool they've got a red car, so the bull's going after it and stuff. And I didn't mind the. It was like that slow-mo shot of the cereal going everywhere and Russell trying to mm. eat the cereal. <laughs> I, think, I, just, I just didn't really uh, like that scene. So that's, that's I had to mute me. that scene because um, because my dog was going nuts at the bull. The bull. And it uh, didn't really help that I muted it. But either way, I didn't think I was missing much in terms of audio. No, nah, a few screams, that's about it. <laughs> uh, what are some themes or some ideas in this one? I know that's probably not what this film's all about, but what, what did you pick up on? No, exactly. But it still is based around this whole big, strong theme about family and 
and the bond and the inclusion and that belonging that you feel and the whole idea of, you know, no matter what, you know, I'm here for you family mindset that you can have. And, and that was captured really nicely. I, I think it's still a responsible film in that sense, despite how, you know, over the top and ridiculous it is in so many ways, you know, they're still trying to highlight the importance of, of something like family. Exactly. That, that idea they talk about as well, that, you know, you can't choose family, but they're still your family. And, um, you know, sometimes families do a lot of taking, whether that's emotionally or financially or time-wise. Um, or kidney-wise. Kidney-wise. <laughs> and it's hard to see the, the, the positives, but I, I like that scene at the end where, you know, you've got them all together, so that was good. And the only other thing, I, the, the foster care system too and how it's let so many of these kids down too, that, and that, that fear of rejection and people possibly not wanting to meet you and the hardships of, of single mums and, you know, they're just that nice idea. That they do have each other. They just didn't know it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point too. I kind of, I like, I, I mean, I'm sure you're probably the same, but you assume the whole time the mum was still alive. Like obviously Russell was a bit shifty about the whole thing, but also it didn't add up to me that this guy was um, able to live on his own in any capacity without the support of his own mother. So I knew she was still around and it was nice to see her you know, being such a loving, caring mum and understanding why she why she had to do what she did at the time. Um, yeah. You know, I think that was an important part of the film too. Yeah, well put. Um, what did you take away from this one? Uh, look, I think <laughs> nothing, nothing much, to be perfectly honest. I think, I mean, it's hard not to think of like the Nutty Professor, right, in this kind of thing. And, and I know the Nutty Professor is a little bit different in the fact that... Um, a lot of the, the characters that Eddie Murphy plays in that film, when he plays multiple ones, you know, they're in like one scene together at the dinner, at the dinner table. And mind you, those scenes are like Hall of Fame comedy scenes, to be perfectly honest. But, you know, when you're comparing it to like The Nutty Professor, professor like this just didn't work in the same way that that did. Um, and I guess there's just a lot more to that film. There's, there's a lot that happens with identity and, um, you know, his, his own feeling of self-worth and confidence and that kind of stuff anyway. But yeah, it's just like a real poor man's nutty professor, to be perfectly honest. You haven't left me with much because my one line I had was, it's hard to not think of Eddie Murphy as a nutty professor. <laughs> <laughs> and and I didn't, like we mentioned before, I didn't click until, you know, a little bit into the film that this was, you know, the same person playing yeah. all the characters. But as soon as that happened, I was like, Oh yeah, I looked. I'm like, oh, where can I watch Nutty Professor? Is it on? You know, what streaming service is it on? Because that's what it brings up in your mind straight away. Um, that the, the scene tricks. of them at the, the dinner table. Um, it's one thing if I put that on at my at home with my whole family at any time. The whole family is just in stitches watching them, like all farting and the mum, <laughs> the little the, the, the little guy just farting as well. Hercules, Hercules! Like that scene is just an absolute classic scene. Yeah. All right. Um, did you go on to IMDb to check anyone out? I did, at one point, I checked out to see if any of Marlon Wayans' brothers helped out for sort of body doubles or, or being like the other Alan in the scene, um, and they weren't. But I thought that would make sense. They obviously do, all, do a lot of work together. They're probably similar body types and things like that, but no, they didn't. Cool. I didn't jump on. So that leads us to questions. Any questions that you wanted to ask? Well, this, this question is probably not as ex- Exciting as I thought it would be because you did kind of quite like the film. But my question was, is this better than The Ridiculous Six? Because very similar in a lot of ways from a plot perspective, particularly with the, the fact that there were six of them in both, both situations. But just kind of like <laughs> a weird, wacky comedy that I would say didn't really work. 
which was better? It's a good question. Um, and I didn't even think about that. And that almost ties in my one question I had too with other stereotypes offensive because <laughs> that was the big issue with Ridiculous Six as well was that we've got this this journey of these characters and you've got a lot of stereotypes that were quite offensive in that. And mm. the same with this, I guess it's a it's a tricky one. Um, I don't know if I want to give away whether I like this more or not because I want to hold off until my closing thoughts. That's fine as well. That's fine as well. It's, but it's I, I did enjoy because- this, yeah. Does this film, like, do these films, they don't work if they're not outlandish stereotypes, though. That's the thing. Like, if, if you're trying to make a movie like this, you're not going to, you know, have really big, definable stereotypes in your characters. And they're just, they're just characters that you have to work really hard to bring something out of them. And the audience isn't sitting there to watch that. They just want to see, okay, here's this woman who's clearly in jail, who's clearly a big personality, who clearly doesn't mind getting in fights. That's all I need to know about her kind of thing um, for her to be funny. Um so it's 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 a hard one. I don't think these stereotypes are that offensive either. So nah, I don't, and I, but I don't know whether that's because we're white males that you know that these are all black stereotypes. Um, True. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one. Whereas yeah, I think the I think that from memory with the ridiculous six, my the a few of those stereotypes were they came across as a little bit um, you know on the nose. Mm. Yeah, racially as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a good question. Good combination together. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's finish it off then and actually reveal what our thoughts are on this. What are your your final thoughts on this? Yeah. Look, this for me, this never it never really got going, unfortunately. And and like I said, maybe that's my own fault because I kind of wanted and I expected a little bit more. Um, I toyed with giving this a high 1.5 stars or a low two. And I have ended up going with the benefit of the doubt and giving it a low two. Um, Because weirdly, if I watch it again, I actually feel like I might laugh a little bit more than I initially did the first time. But then again, I'll probably never find that out because I don't think I'm going to rush to watch it again. (laughs) But again, I'd watch it with people. Like it's a good, it would be fun to, potentially fun to watch with people. But man, there'd be so many other movies I'd choose before it. So it's two stars for me. Waiting for that wind up where you're like, but I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's not the best comedy in the world or, or anything like that, but I thoroughly enjoyed it, um, found enough to laugh about it. And I, I like that family message that, that comes through as well. So I'm giving it a three out of five. Good. Good boy. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that two and a half? <laughs> um, we are on socials. We've got Twitter, we've got Facebook, we've got Instagram. Uh, question up there was that I want to ask this week is, do you know any sex tuplets? I was thinking, I think, I don't even think I know any triplets, let alone sex tuplets. If you, I know a few triplets, um, yeah. but if you, if you do sex, like sex tuplets has got to be like, that's newsworthy whenever, whenever they're born, right? That's, that's like a, that's how big a deal it is. Yeah. You'd think, yeah, well, definitely. I, yeah. I was like, I don't even think I can think of more than triplets, like four or five. Yeah. What if yeah. five, obviously, four is obviously called like quads and five would be, yeah, pentuplets, I guess. That's why I didn't say what they were and I said the numbers because I got <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've never I don't I don't know of any more than uh than triplets. I had a few triplets at school. Um, yeah. I had identical triplets at school with Jeez. three girls and uh genuinely all look the same. Oh man. Well um we are back again next week. This is uh, the last time we'll, we'll hear we'll hear us before Christmas. So I hope you have a, a great Christmas if you're listening to us in uh, 2021. 
But we'll be back mm. next year, just before the new year, for one last one of 2021, where we're looking at the rom-com from 2019 called Falling in Love. And we're talking oh, about yeah. the inn as in like a place to stay. Um, it's directed by Roger Cumble, and it stars Christina Milian, Adam Demos, and Jeffrey Bauer Chapman. So that's what we've got, a rom-com for next week. I think I remember when this one came out. The The title is very familiar. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see. I might might continue my streak of uh, feeling happy after this one. I'd like that. Nothing like a nice little story. So hopefully it's a good one. But uh, as usual, thanks uh, for the chat. And uh, I'm glad that we could have a chat and talk about this because I did enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad we could too. The comedies are the fun ones to talk about, right? It's, even yeah. if we don't like them, they're still fun to talk about. Yeah, and I like it. This was better than Naked, and I know that you like Naked, but I don't know why I like this one. <laughs> and look, don't get me wrong. I didn't love Naked. I think I gave yeah. it a two or a two and a half, but um, <laughs> I think I liked it more than you and Heather did when we did the yeah. part. Good. All right. I will see you next week. You certainly will. See you then. <laughs>